0: Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Uh, I can't believe it's just like just afternoon. Uh, It is uh, Friday, thank God. What a week. Uh, I didn't give you guys much notice this week for the Lovability Show. Uh, I was busy. Um, But we have... We have one of our favorite guests today. I'm super excited. Uh, One of y'all's favorite people is here joining me today for Ladies' School. Uh, We have, as you guys know him, Colin Tate. That was uh, the name on his book, Uh, and Is That Your Man?, which I posted on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but he—he'll uh, tell you more about that. He had to—he had to change his name for confidentiality reasons for the book. But his real name—he's like Superman. His real name is Charles <laughs> McMillan. <laughs> so we're doing the big reveal today. We actually have Charles with us. So uh, it's going to be weird for me because I'm used to calling you Colin. But thank you for joining us from Atlanta, Georgia today, uh, Charles. Hi.
1: Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you again.
0: We love having you. It's funny last week I was just talking to somebody and she was she had just gotten your book in the mail. so we are loving you even if you haven't been on the show for several months. Uh, so uh, so we haven't had we haven't had you on I think since lockdown. Uh, yeah. so uh, so glad you could join us today. So we have ladies school today. Mm-hmm. And last week we had man school and uh, man school was a little tough and a little rough. And I apologize for that last week, guys. Uh, uh, we, um, we like to deliver our message with love. And I promise that's going to happen today. Uh, Colin uh, Charles is always, uh, sorry about that. Uh, he is always uh, polite and lovely, but tells the truth. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want and we need is somebody who's going to tell us the truth. Uh, so, uh, so, ladies, I, I, I know the guys are going to jump on today as well. And I'd love for you ladies to chime in because I, I think there are things the ladies can do, uh, Charles. It's going to take a while for me to get used to Charles. No problem. No problem. <laughs> but I think there's a lot that the ladies can do to help uh, their chances of finding the right love. There are mistakes that women make. Uh, you know, and and some of those you know play into some of the things that irritate us about men. Last week we were talking, Charles, about how men aren't putting effort in; they're not putting enough effort uh-huh. in. And one of the things we 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 were speaking about that we just touched on, but I really want to start with today and and move forward with, and that is the fact that women need to stop putting up with bad behavior and allowing it. And if they did that, it would stop that cycle because men are getting away with it. They're getting, you know what I'm talking about, these men are getting away with it. They're not calling, they're not setting dates, they're not making plans, they're expecting sex on the first date, they're asking for dirty pictures, and Mm. uh, they're getting it. Uh, there's some women that aren't doing it and they're the ones holding out for a good man. And I'm not saying that good men aren't doing it, but when men get away with bad behavior, because other women will, it creates a problem for the others. So we got to work together ladies as a team. (laughs) Right. Uh, So I can say that. So, so Charles, why don't you talk to that a little bit? Uh, Why don't you talk to that a little bit from a man's standpoint on what a man sits back and thinks when he's getting away with stuff like that.
1: Well, well, here's the thing women must understand that every man, when they first encounter a woman, we are putting them in what we like to call a bucket. Whether that bucket is, this is somebody that I want to get to know to see if this could turn into something more uh, substantial, or is this somebody that I'm just gonna have a good time with uh, and then be done with her in the next couple of months, are she gonna be what some guys like to call a break in case of emergency? Meaning you're just somebody I sleep with when the other women I am more interested in sleeping with are not available, you are the quote unquote break in case of emergency. And so the key is to determine where bucket these men, these men decide to put you in. But don't make the mistake of thinking if this man puts me in a particular bucket, I can kind of get my way and go into a new bucket. For example, if a man looks at you as a break in case of emergency, there's literally nothing you can do that will elevate or promote you to become what is considered wife and material. However, you can be considered wife and material when he first meets you, but something you could do or could say or your actions could demote you into being that jump off or break in case of emergency, if that makes sense.
0: I love that. I love that. I could demote you. You could be demoted. Oh, what he's saying, ladies, basically is that. If you think you might get a man like by sleeping with him or doing something like that right off the bat and then think you'll hook him later, uh, that's that's bait and switch and it's not going to work. Uh, that that, that, because it it won't,
1: Jennifer. Yeah, and and just to jump in on that, women have to understand the men they're running into aren't 18, 19 year old teenagers who have only had one or two sexual partners, they're running into grown men in their 30s, 40s, and 50s who can probably just, you can imagine the kind of sexual experiences they've had. So your sex is not going to be enough to keep them. You may get him initially, but it won't be enough to keep them. I hope that's one women to understand that.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're not looking for a relationship, if you're looking for a relationship and let's talk to that because I've had men panels on before where mm-hmm. every single man on the panel said, if a woman pushes herself on me or wants to sleep with me or offers it up or allows it, I'll do it because there's not many guys that actually turn it down. Although I know some that have, they'll actually do it. But then the chances of them actually wanting to go out with you and build a relationship with you afterwards, as Charles has said, you've, you've been demoted. I mean, does it mean, is it impossible? No, but now you're going to have to work harder because he's put you in another bucket. Uh, Correct.
1: So yeah. Correct. It is, it is, it'll be easier to push water up a wall than <laughs> oh, get wow. a man that has considered you a jump off to now get promoted. I mean, think about it in a job sense. I mean, you know, can a janitor become a CEO of the same company works for it? I mean, that's possible, but the amount of work that janitor will have to put in and the years of time invested Ladies, we don't, you don't have that time to waste. And I tell my male friends, you don't have that time to waste to try to mold a man into clay to become the man you want them to be. There are plenty of men out there that match up what you're looking for. You just have to know what to do to find them and to recognize them before you waste too much of your time.
0: Thank you for that. And I, I think a key here is also respecting yourself. If you want a man to respect you, you need to respect yourself. And he's looking to you for that. You're leading the way. And again, it's you know right from the beginning, who you're being and how you're acting and your behaviors and what you're allowing or not allowing, uh, where you're setting boundaries or not setting boundaries, you're training him. You are training right. him on how to treat you. And that's super key because that's long-term that's forever. Yeah. Right, Charles? I mean, that's not yeah. just first date that's forever.
1: Yeah, that's forever. And you know, I have one client and, and I'm gonna make a suggestion Women, you have to be brave, uh, for this suggestion and the suggestion I'm gonna give you is a suggestion, suggestion my mother actually gave me when it came to my dating life. And the suggestion is if you're open and strong enough to it, I would like you to do what's called a dating autopsy and what a dating autopsy is. And women, it's gonna take some, it's gonna take some guts to do this. But what I mean by that is every man you can think of that you dated, ask them their opinion on from their perspective what went wrong. And there's so many times when you end the relationship, you you're always thinking about what the other person did wrong. When you tell your friends he did this, he did this, he didn't do this, blah, 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 blah. You have to start doing the hard work and ask yourself, what was my contribution to this relationship not working out? And it's a tough thing to do, but it will be humbling to hear a consistent theme from man to man to man, if that makes sense.
0: That's a really good point because it is all about that personal accountability. And and that there is a lot to be a, a lot to be shown to us in our history and our mm-hmm. patterns if we're willing to look. You know, the one thing I will say about this audience, which I love, uh, the people that that join the Lovability Show here to watch, they're a higher level person. They are that person that's willing to do the work and take the coaching. That's why they love you. Uh, you know, Laura has said, love his book. Uh, so you've got fans on here thank already. <laughs> uh, Darianne says hello, Charles. So uh, Barrett, God. I haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, Barrett says so. True self-respect, women are much uh, women are much more uh, vulnerable. So you know, ladies, it, it is a matter of you stepping up to the plate. And I think this thing, this idea too, Charles, I want you to talk to this as well, this idea of competition. I mean, I think about, I think about the bachelor and the bachelorette that's, you know, I'm sorry, Uh it's such a stupid show. It's not real people, but, Uh um, but that's not real life. Like we, we're, there's not a man shortage and there's not a woman shortage. You know, Uh there is, there, there is no competition. You, you're competing with yourself in a sense to be the best you can be. You don't have to worry. I think so many people worry about, and I heard a woman say this, well, I don't want to lose a good man. I don't want to do something and lose a good man. You're not going to lose anybody that isn't meant for you, you know? So, I mean, you, or you you will lose somebody if they're not meant for you, um, but but not otherwise. So it's just, it's super important to, sh- to show up and not worry about what everybody else is doing or not have to outdo or think be better, be prettier, be skinnier, be uh-huh. smarter, be anything more than you are, that person's gotta love you for you. And right. there is, if if you're showing up as your authentic self, What he's seeing is what he's getting, and that's really what he wants. So let's talk about that from a guy's perspective, because women change the goalposts, too. Some women can be really Mm -hmm. charming and lovely and then turn into, you know, Sybil down the road as well. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so let's talk about that consistency from women that men need.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Just be yourself. Yourself is good enough. And if you're sitting here listening to us right now and deep down if you're looking in the mirror and you don't think you're good enough then you are it is not a job, man's job to make you feel good about yourself so we're already behind the eight ball and jennifer just alluded to it the first thing you must do is do that internal work and say okay i like what i see in the mirror i am put together i'm ready ladies think about like a job finding a job is your resume put together yes Is your experience put together? Yes. Do I have my education? Yes. If all these things are together, now it's time to present yourself out to the world. So let's start there. If you're not internally ready, don't look for the man to do that external work for you. And the second thing I want to say is don't look at a man as such a, or a good man, if you will, as such a a shot in the dark that if I find a guy that, I don't want to call it, say this term, but the shortest, the tallest, short person, if you will, that this is the best thing smoking, I have to hold on to this man for dear life. You are good enough. It only has to happen one time. And I hate to say this, ladies, every man is not gonna find you attractive, just like every woman is not gonna find me attractive. We just have to understand that. Everybody's not gonna hire you when you put your resume out there, but when you get the job, you don't take it so personally. You understand it's a numbers game. It's, it has to be a perfect fit. Finding love is the same way. I just want women to understand that.
0: Yeah, you know, you just uh, brought up a really important point about, and you're so right, that everybody's not for everybody, and that's the good thing, right? But oh, yeah. I, I think the other piece of that, um, the other piece of that is also letting go. And I think, again, women, I, I, I almost want to say women are guilty of it for different reasons than men. Women do uh-huh. it with the mentality that there's not something possibly better out there right. or you may not get anything else. And so women do it out of that fear and usually men stay because they don't want to hurt a woman. And uh-huh. so the you know the motivation's different but ladies, if, if a man's not for you, don't try to fit a square peg in a round hole. Uh, you know, it's it's you can't you're not going to train or retrain or change a grown adult. Um, they are who they are. They may make sacrifices or modifications. But to go in full on thinking you can change somebody or that you can put up with that or you're going to settle. That's not a that's not a happy place. It's not a happy place it to isn't. be.
1: It isn't. And, and most people listening on this call right now can probably count on one hand how many people they know that are in a happy marriage. I'm included uh, there are very few people i can speak of that are happily married myself a few few friends a few family but the reason you have so many people who are unhappy and miserable in their marriage or relationships is because they're doing what you just said not to do trying to fit a circle in a square trying to make it work yeah. and people once you get married i mean it's just an extension of the type of person you've been dating It gets really real and it can get extremely difficult extremely hard and i had a couple i was counseling a couple of weeks ago a married couple and i asked them asked them a tough question and i asked people who are dating someone right now the same tough question and the question is this the person you're dating let's say women the guy you're dating right now or the guy you're married to or engaged to right now if you have a daughter would you want your daughter to marry or be with somebody like the one you are with right now? And I'm gonna tell you, that's a gut checking question because there are a lot of people that cannot ask that question correctly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that is, uh, that definitely, uh, definitely a big question. And, you know, I, I think on that same note, I, I, it just comes to mind to me that people are bringing people into their life with their children that mm-hmm. they shouldn't bring in. I mean, that's what you said is makes perfect sense. But if people are willing to bring uh, not so wonderful people into their children's life for their own benefit, not for their children's, they may not be good. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing, ladies and gents, but we're talking to ladies today. So I'm going to keep it ladies focused ladies. It is your responsibility as it is a man's to protect your children. That's your job. So when you're dating as a single mom, You've got to be. You've got to do your homework, uh, especially do your homework on a man before you bring him home to your children, because you're exposing your children to whatever and whoever that man is. And as a counselor, I hear the stories all the time, and uh-huh. it's not always a great thing. So that's just a little side note. That goes for you guys too. Uh, you know, kids get attached. Um, who that person is, you know, is is going to influence their life. And it it is really important that we choose wisely in that department, too, if we're – it's not just about us when you have kids. It's not just about you and your happiness and your pleasure. It's about your children, too. Uh, So, uh, you know, one of the things um, I wanted to cover today, too, and I know you're going to be great at talking about this, too, Charles – is dating outside of your box, ladies. You're worse than men. I'm a matchmaker, I know. Um, you ladies get in this dating box of this certain type of guy and you complain about him. You complain about him not being you know, uh, attentive to your needs, being egotistical, narcissistic, word thrown around a lot, uh, all the wrong qualities, but yet you're not willing to change what you're looking for. And ladies, that's super important as you're on these dating sites or you're meeting people. Please give a guy a chance that is nice, that you have a connection with. It's not all about looks and chemistry and your body doesn't have to get on fire every time you see somebody. Butterflies in your stomach, um, you know, your pants on fire. Those aren't, that's not love. That's lust. And sometimes we have to get past that part of it to find the right person so uh, so I'm going to let you hit that one Charles too because yeah. that's a yeah. biggie
1: that's a biggie and you know I was guilty of that too before I met my lovely and gorgeous wife I was definitely guilty of it I have friends who are guilty of it and like you said Jennifer it's men and it's women who are guilty of this so oh, so let me explain this ladies when you are still extremely uh driven by those external things looks height income uh swag however you want to put it that is a reflection of how you feel about yourself and let me give an example to me before i met my lovely wife a woman had to have a certain look a certain build a certain height a certain this a certain that and that's because i had issues because of what i saw in the mirror and so I was looking for the woman to compensate me for how I felt about myself. So the the more extreme or the, the, uh, however low your self-esteem is, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, that's how extreme the person who you're looking to date must be. Because you're looking for them to substitute or, or compensate for how you feel about yourself. Because so many women have been here, and Jennifer, you've heard women say this to you in your counseling, you know, he's a great guy, but something's missing. I don't feel that spark. I don't feel that eight factor. There's that connection. is missing. And what's happening is, is you're meeting a gentleman that is actually healthy. He is not activating that dysfunctional side of you. And that dysfunctional side of you was somebody who was either very attractive, um, unattentive, emotionally unavailable, played games, and you're confusing the excitement with the drama. And I'm guilty of, the reason I can speak so well of it is because I was guilty of it myself. You confuse drama with excitement. And so what happens to so many men and women who finally decide to get married and try to push aside those dysfunctional issues, they always tell me this when they meet uh, the person they end up marrying, they always say it was boring initially. They always say it was boring, it's just something's missing. That's because this person has come to you with no drama, no dysfunction, they're healthy. They're saying you are good enough. You don't need to jump through all these hoops the obstacle courses that all these other men have put you through. I'm telling you, you're good enough. But some women have, have been so damaged that when they meet a man that says to her, you don't have to do all this, in their mind, they're thinking, well, I know I'm not good enough. So that means something must be wrong with you if you don't think I have to jump through all these hoops.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that you gave me a jumping board too here. So, uh, you know, that we always talk about the, the whole concept of trauma bonds, but mm-hmm. a lot of this does come from our childhood. And yes. again, we keep the last couple of weeks, we've really, really, uh, we've really driven that home to all of you. You know, where you came from and the type of environment that you grew up in, if you grew up in a very toxic, chaotic, Home, or you grew up with a very controlling type A father, ladies, that's what you're going to be attracted to because you know how to do that. You know how to deal with that type of personality. You know how to uh, deal with that type of environment. You know, sometimes in a chaotic environment, I was just talking. To somebody yesterday, that we were talking about that whole term of peacemaker, and uh, you know, so many people that grew up in dysfunctional homes with addictions, alcoholics, uh, all kinds of dysfunction, they end up be, try, becoming this peacemaker. Uh, In the home. And then so what does that mean? It basically means, you know, you know how to take chaos and it doesn't matter what's going on around you. You know how to channel that and find peace in all of that or create peace amongst people around you in those kind of situations. A lot of times in chaotic or abusive homes. You know, there's that dismissive quality of everything's really bad one day and there's all this abuse <laughs> taking place. And the next day when, you know, the drama's over, everything's fine and we've swept it under the rug, these are all patterns. And I know I just brushed through those because those are big, but those are all patterns. If they if they made sense to you, they're all patterns that you need to get out of. Um, you know, that drama, that chaos is something you know, but it's not good for you. Being correct. a peacemaker and knowing how to find peace in chaos or peace with an angry person or peace within uh, a toxic relationship, that's not healthy. It's what you know, but it's not mm-hmm. healthy. That's
1: correct. And, and so many people who are single, they a lot of the reason they're single it is tied to their past as a child and dating experience. So, for example, I'm going to list some of the reasons if you are struggling in your relationship what could have happened in your past? Number one, you could have dealt with some abandonment issues with your mother or father. You may not know your father. You may not know your mother. Uh, you may know who your father or mother is, but they were not in your life. Number two, uh, some of you listening may have been adopted. And when people have been adopted, there's a sense of that they don't belong and, and they, they have a longing for being part of a family, being part of a culture. Uh, number three, if you were dealt with any type of abuse, whether it be emotional, physical, sexual, emotional abuse, that could have this effect on your relationship status and who you decide to meet. Another reason is if you were dating a man or you met a man that, um, how can I put this, that hurt you, hurt your heart, broke your heart, but you are not over what that man put you through. You may be over him per se, But you're not over the experiences or the trauma or the pain, there could be a little bit of PTSD, if you will, uh, attached for that relationship. So if you have any of those issues that you have dealt with and are as a as a as a past and a child and have not dealt with it emotionally, then you cannot run from it. It will follow you in every every relationship.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, so true. You had those lined up perfectly. Uh, and, you know, abandonment issues, big one too. Uh, and as as Charles said, there's lots of different, uh, different ways in which we can, those can be triggered. The best thing about relationships is that they trigger us. I mean, in some ways, I mean, even once you've done healing, it's beautiful You know, as a counselor, it's beautiful for me to see somebody come in in a relationship that's triggered at the next level. So there's all kinds of it's that onion. There's all kinds of layers Uh to healing. And so just because somebody triggers you. It, in a relationship it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing because it does give you an opportunity to to uh, open that up and heal it once and for all mm. and that is that can be a very beautiful thing so uh, we we can't expect a relationship to be perfect and maybe that's a place where we need to try kind of uh, kind of dive into here is that idea of perfection. You know, I tell people to do these lists, like put this list together of what your ideal person is. And that's really more so you know what you're looking for because so many people, it's just a hodgepodge. They're just out there looking for the thing that catches their eye versus really knowing what they want, what their heart needs, what their soul needs, what they what they want in their life, lifestyle, morals, values. Uh, character, things like that, that really make a big difference. That's yeah. why you have to do the list. But so many people go go by that list and are not willing to move outside of it because we do have to understand nobody nobody's a list, right?
1: Uh, yeah, because you're not trying to. And I'm guessing everybody on this call eventually wants to be in a long-term healthy relationship that you know maybe will lead the marriage you know, you're not trying to do this for a a week or a year. You're trying to be, you know, do this for the long haul. So I guess think about it like this. All of us on this call have all been frustrated at a job. And sometimes the thought of just leaving that job and just putting a two-week notice on your boss's desk feels so gratifying. You almost don't even care where you go. I mean, again, you don't want to work at, at a fast food restaurant per se, no offense, but you, you, you're the, the you're so frustrated that you just want to get away from that job. And what happens is you leave that job, you feel good. People are like, man, I'm so glad you're getting out of here. And what happens? You start working that new job. Then after a week or two, you start thinking, this isn't this isn't what I thought. This isn't so much fun. And what happens when you make a list that Jennifer says, but you make it with a lot of external, superficial things that you're looking for, height, built, look, swag, sex, and all that stuff, after a while, it, 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 it wears on you. It's not, it doesn't have the same oomph as it does. kind of like when you buy a car, you're so excited about the car, but after a while, when that new car smell runs off, when everybody has stopped being excited about seeing you in that car, and it's just a car, that car, no, seems to come around very fast, if that makes sense.
0: Got it. Yeah. Uh, it made me think of my fast car. I love my car. I get, I get excited every time I get my car. Uh, so uh, yeah. So um, it, it is important uh, ladies that you step out of that box, out of that list and, uh-huh. and go, this is a big thing for you ladies. This is one place where you're really going wrong and you're really missing the good guys. Some of, some of the best guys I know are not six foot tall. And ladies, you know, the average height of a woman, I don't know. I want to say it's 5'4 or 5'5. Uh-huh. Ladies, if you're not six foot tall, you don't need a man that's taller than, you know, that's your that height or taller. I get you want to wear your five-inch heels, but you're missing the boat on some of the best guys. The best guys. I think the average height of the men in the USA is 5'10. Uh, uh-huh. That's average. Don't dismiss a man for height. Yes, there's accommodations you're going to have to make. Maybe you have to wear a lower heel. You know, Maybe it's going to feel different when you're holding hands or kissing him at the level you're at. But modify that. Be okay with that. You don't want a guy judging you because of something superficial also that you can't change on yourself. Right? Correct.
1: And I'm glad you say that, Jennifer, because you know, uh, I always say women are the most emotional, strongest people out there. The reason I say that is because you have to deal with a lot of crap from us men, not just on a yearly basis, sometimes weekly, monthly, hourly basis. Because I always say men cannot handle what we put our women through. However, on the same token, you know, the criticism that you deem to men, if you reverse it, women can't take it. Like I had one lady, a client who asked me, why can't a man just be brave enough and approach me? Uh, why, is she, why is she just looked at me? Why don't they just man up and say something to me? And I explained to her. I said it's very challenging to approach a woman cold, and I said, you know what? Let's try some, some exercise. Next time, I want you just to approach a man. And she came to me, and you know, the guy let her down nicely, but she said, even though he let her down with like a cupcake, it stayed with her for three months. So my point is, is that try not to be so judgmental. And the other thing, like Jennifer said, when it comes to all these height requirements and things of that nature, you just got to ask yourself, why is this so important? Why is this so important? And one woman told me, I want to be protected. And I said, okay, that's nothing wrong with that. And I said, when was the last time uh, someone tried to accost you on the street? (laughs) Okay, so what do you need a man that is six foot two and you're five foot three to keep you from happening? And what we kept diving deeper is that it dealt, it was all about her internal struggles. And that's what I mean. When you have these superficial things on your list, it is to mask and deal with how you feel about yourself. And the test for that is as harsh as you are about someone else's physical appearance, I guarantee you are equally, if not more harsh about that same appearance in your own body.
0: Right. now, that's very, very true. Uh, you know... God, you just brought a point up and I was so intensely listening. I thought of something and now I've forgotten what I wanted to say. Um, (laughs) Ladies, uh, we were talking about height. God, where was I? It was such a great point. Um, oh well, I'm sure I'll think of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But we we definitely um, we definitely, ladies. Oh, I know you have brought up safety. That whole idea of somebody's height being safe. I've heard mm-hmm. women say that before. That something about a man's height and him being taller than me and bigger than me makes me feel safe. Maybe redefining what safety is to you, right. ladies. This is super important because one of the biggest things that we need in a man is to feel safe what does Uh that safety really feel like it's not as as you said charles it's not about somebody is going to attack us and we need somebody that's going to you know protect us physically it's about emotional safety it's about somebody who loves us who's there for us somebody a a strong hand somebody to give advice to us Uh somebody to be there for us when we've got you know an issue or something we want to talk through when we've got something we're going through in our life as a support system. We both need that. Men need that from you and we need that from men. So you know you you really need to look at that safety thing and, and decide because uh-huh. that's a big, that's a big thing. And if you can define what safety means to you, it may help you in in your search and uh-huh. maybe putting that in the forefront over a lot yeah. of other things. Were you just about to say that?
1: Yeah, you, you, you make a great point. And I, I tell people this when they're thinking about getting married, because when you're dating, you think for some reason it will always be like this, you know, <laughs> the only thing will change is we'll just get older. But here's what I want women to think about. Think about the men you dated in your past and think about the men you are attracted to. Ask yourself a couple of questions. And, and what I mean by these questions is When things aren't, you're thinking about who you're going to marry as if nothing bad happens. So I'm going to ask you some questions and then you ask yourself, would this man have stuck around? One, if I lost this job, would this man support me? Would this man be there emotionally and spiritually for me? If I uh, got hurt and for some reason was handicapped, would he stick by me? If I had to move a mother in my house, would he stick by me? If I had to move a father in my house, would he stick by me? If I could not have children, would he stick by me? So stop thinking about the man you're attracted to and the man you're going to marry as if no drama, everything would be hunky-dory. You have to ask yourself those tough questions about what if when life hits you and say, would this man stick around? And when I did this exercise, I thought about the women I dated. And I said, you know what? If I got laid off, I have some women I dated would have been on my back left and right. Or if I had to move my father in, she couldn't deal with it. You you just have to ask yourself those tough questions when when you're thinking about getting serious with somebody.
0: Yeah. And on, on kind of that same note though, I think sometimes women go into uh, a first date, just a first Mm -hmm. date ladies Mm -hmm. with, can, uh, could I marry this guy? Is this guy marriage material (laughs) or, you know, and, and putting that, putting the cart before the horse, that's a huge expectation. Those, Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't, that's not what you're trying to find out on a first date. I mean the first right. few dates should be about finding out about them, their history, their childhood and listening for, you know, whether they are healed, oh, listening God. for what they're looking for, listening if there's a match for you mm-hmm. lifestyle-wise, values-wise, you know, right. just to see where you're aligned. Mm-hmm. Who cares about, you know, marriage or anything like that? I think so many, I hear so many women say, I just can't see myself with them long term, or I could never be married to a man like this. Well, mm-hmm. it was just a first date or a second it's date. It's the first
1: date. Take, take the pressure off. You, the job of a first date is not to sit there, interview the guy, and walk him down the aisle, and then go back and tell your girlfriends, I met the one, or show him your, your picture, his picture left and right. It, it's, it's That's not the point. The first date is just to determine should there be a second one. That's it. Third, second date. Shouldn't there be a third one? That's it. It's not about pre-qualifying. It's not about spilling. You know, I had one lady ask me, should I tell a man that um, on the first date that I'm celibate, I'm not waiting to, I'm not waiting to, I'm waiting to marriage to get married. I said, no. I said, do you think if his credit score is 500, he's telling you on the first date? Absolutely not. You have to let the value get built. Because that's why, that's why when you uh, watch those shows like House Hunter or stuff like that. There's a reason they tell you, uh, what's that show, Jennifer? Love It listed. I love that show. I
0: do, too. I love that show.
1: Love that show. If you notice, he always tells you the cost of the the house at the very end of the tour. Why? Because he wants you to build value. He doesn't want you thinking price in the living room, price in the kitchen, price in the dining room. Same thing. You don't want the guy thinking you're going to be celibate at the appetizers. You're going to be celibate while he's eating his entree. You're going to be celibate. You see what I'm saying? You don't want him thinking about that stuff. Just the pressure off. And if you are putting that pressure, that means your husband or your future husband has a job to do in your life. And if he has a job to do, it is your job to do those things that you're expecting an external person to do for you. It is not his job.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, I love I love the job thing. That's always been your reference, and I use it a lot. Um, so thank you for that. You know, um, it is um, it is super important too, though, that we're authentic. So I just want to make sure that we qualify that statement. He, I, I know we're on, we're on the same page, Charles. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell them that you're celibate or uh, you know anything else. Maybe. Too much of your history, uh, ladies, about your, you know, divorce or I always tell ladies you should have an elevator speech of sorts uh, to be able to give a a few minute version of, you know, what your marriage was or why you divorced or, you know, what the situation was with your with your history. Mm. But that's it. You don't want to give too much information out initially
1: initially then, just
0: because of the same thing it's all about somebody's painting this picture of you mm-hmm. on this first and second and third date especially that first one though it's you 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 want to paint a realistic not mm-hmm. fake you're not hiding things you want to paint a realistic pretty picture of yourself um mm-hmm. and ladies that also means as stupid as this is i know some of you you know put a lot of money and time and effort into a first date as far as looking good, uh, some of you don't. And guys notice, it's a big thing for men. And I know I just drove from one point to another, but Mm -hmm. uh, it did remind Mm -hmm. me too that yes, they are looking emotionally for a healthy woman, but also how you're put together matters. Men Mm -hmm. notice things almost more than women. I don't hear women complaining much about men's clothes after Mm -hmm. a date. Um, Or their appearance, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something, ladies, I hear it all the time from guys. And I know, like I said, I know some of you try really, really hard um, and work hard to to do yourself up. Some of you get your hair done and your makeup done or whatever Mm -hmm. before a date. Great. Good for you that you're putting your very best foot forward. But mm-hmm. some of you ladies need to put a little bit more effort in because a guy wants to know that he's valued. He's investing yeah. his time and his money into taking you out. Put the effort in to show him that you care and you value him and his time.
1: Yeah, and I usually, when I see women that do that, it's usually two types. It's either a person who just wasn't educated on how to dress and how to you know be presentable when it comes to men, whether they're raised by a lot of men or what have you. you know, in some cases, I have women who dealt with some type of uh, trauma where there was some type of abuse and they are subconsciously toning themselves down to keep a man at arm's length. And they're, they're doing this subconsciously; they don't even realize it. So, so Jennifer makes a good point, but to kind of pivot back to what we were discussing before you made that point is, when it comes to uh, this, the, uh, expressing those things about yourself, like Jennifer said, you don't want to put all that up on the table in the, in the first, second, third day. You, you're not being deceptive. You just want to present that information when it's pertinent. And when you're with a man that, that you see is worth that information. And I've had someone to say, well, I just want to tell them right away, because if he's going to run, i would rather him run, um, on uh, day one. Abandonment
0: then. issues right there, but go yeah. ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll <laughs> rather him run. yeah. I'll rather him run on day one than on, you know, month one, what have you. And I asked the woman this, I said, if you had 10 men. Good man, that you were just casually dating, trying to get to know. If one of them left, would it be that big a deal? She said, no, it wouldn't be that big a deal. I said the same thing with the job. If you, it, when you are trying to find a job and you get one job interview and it doesn't work out, are you devastated? Are you going to give up? Are you saying all these jobs are bad? These jobs don't know what they want. These companies, this, she's like, no, I'm going to keep, you know, it's just one interview. I'm just going to keep trying. You have to have that same concept with your dating life. It's just one date don't put that much pressure, don't make it, don't uh, already have your job thinking, yeah, I'm going to retire with this job, and second, with when you, you need to have more dating experiences, it should, if you, if, if you meet one great guy, and you are just thinking, this is it, I'm never going to find anybody else, that's just not the approach to have, If but you need to be dating multiple men, meet multiple good men, you know, I'm not telling you to sleep with all these multiple men, of course not, but just get out there and meet as many men as you can, get to know them, and then you start weeding it down. Thank
0: you. I love that sure. point, ladies. I want to make sure you heard that. Do not put all your <laughs> eggs in one basket. Please you know because
1: we don't. We don't. And you know, men, men definitely don't put all the eggs in one basket. So let me tell you something about men. When a woman doesn't treat us well, or if a woman doesn't treat us the way we need to be treated, we get out of there. And the reason we get out of there because we are confident that we can find somebody that will treat us the way we need to be treated. The problem women have is they don't have that same confidence, but they should. Just like you feel if a job disrespected you, if a job mistreated you, if a job didn't pay your benefits, you're like, screw this. I can find another job. You can find another man. It is not this, this, this unreachable thing that you think it is. Once you figure out what you have been doing wrong, it, uh, your eyes will be open. And uh, last part I'm gonna make, I had one woman who there was a guy at her apartment complex. She saw him for six years. Guy never approached her, never said a thing to her. And we did some work on herself. We helped her understand these internal walls she was keeping up while men just kept staring at her and not saying a word. And the minute she started doing the work, She called me and she said, Charles, this guy saw me six years and he asked me out. Now, they weren't, it didn't work out, but she couldn't understand. And I said energetically, your walls have come down because when a man sees you scowling, walking fast in the grocery store on your phone, it just sends a message to him, leave me the hell alone. And that's why when you do get approached, there's always these jerks because these jerks see the same thing, but they don't care because they don't plan to be around that long anyway.
0: What a great point! <laughs> that last point was was awesome. Uh, the the good men respect you enough to not approach you when you're not approachable. Where the where the not so great ones don't care because they're going <laughs> yeah. to yeah. disrespect your boundaries from day one. Day
1: one, they mm-hmm. don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh that's a wonderful point. And you know that is true. You will, you know, somebody had asked me yesterday. She said, "When as I'm doing this work." On myself, when am I going to notice the change? When am I going to start attracting different? She said uh-huh. that's the piece that everybody always seems to leave out. And it's not a left out piece. It's an energetic thing. When you yes. become healthier, when you start, when the walls start coming down, when you're more open, when you're more mm-hmm. vulnerable, more trusting, uh, it shows. And, yes. and that's, when, that's when you become uh, more approachable. Uh, from men, yeah. so yeah, because
1: because every man has been approached, has approached a woman, and they have. I mean, women, you guys can be ruthless. I mean, and they just, they certainly man.
0: can be. You know, I uh, I hear women say a lot, and I really want to make sure that I uh, I bring this up, ladies. Uh-huh. I hear you a lot saying, "Where have all the good men gone?" Or a good man is hard to find. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you, because I'm in this business as a matchmaker, there are lots of great guys. There are so many great guys. Mm -hmm. If you're not finding them, it's you or your search. Okay. So that's super important. And, and I, I lovingly say that I just want Every lady out there that isn't finding good guys to think about this for themselves and and start looking at their life and looking at their decisions and looking at their patterns and 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 examining why it is that they haven't attracted them. I mean, I'll give it I'll give it this too. I mean, we are coming out of a pandemic. A lot of you ladies need to get out of your comfortable space. Number one, get out of your yoga clothes. And number two, get out from behind your computer on Uh dating sites and go out and meet people. Uh, You know, I've just started, uh, Charles, here setting up events again. So we have a party on the 31st coming up. Ladies, if you haven't heard about it, it's on my page. Come, come to where, go where the good people are. Don't go where the players are. Don't go where the pickup people are. Don't go to a bar at, you know, 10 10 p.m., you know, waiting to pick somebody up, you know, that's gotten intoxicated. You've got to go where good people are, where good people are doing things respectfully that you like to do, activities that you like to do, hobbies that you like to do, sports that you like to do. Go to those places where those people are and get out and meet them face-to-face. Uh-huh. You're going to be able to see if there's a connection. I mean, I, I cannot stress this enough. Chemistry and love and attraction and all that happen when you're in the yes. presence of somebody. The online dating thing, yes, it's it has its functionality. I get it. But... But there's a there's steps so many steps before you actually meet that person and get to see yeah. if there's chemistry get out go yeah. out and do stuff and and look people in the eye and smile at people and talk to people and ladies don't be shy to make eye contact with a man you don't have to run over and grab him Um, or go sleep with them, you know, you don't have to do that. And I'm saying that because I see women in restaurants and bars doing this where they're just aggressive. It's not assertive. Mm -hmm. It's aggressive. You don't have to be that. You can let a man come to you, buying signs for a man to come to you. Charles, you're the perfect man to talk about buying signs. So how does a woman let, let a man know that she's interested?
1: Oh, I mean, it's easy. Stroke your hair Intense eye contact, smile at him, wave at him. There are a thousand things you can do. I mean, men are so, men are so simple. I mean, you guys are making us complicated. We are so simple. At one moment asked me, how do I know if a man is interested in me? And I just, I was like, oh, it's so simple. It, it, put it to you like this, woman. women. Every one of you have had a man that was very into you. But for some reason, you didn't like him. You didn't like his height. You didn't like his look. Jennifer, I'm sure you've had you know you've had plenty of men that have liked you for whatever reason you weren't attracted. But did you have to wonder? Did you have to guess? Did you have to ask your mom? Did you have to ask your friends? Did you have to read a relationship book? Did you have to ask me? No, you knew without a shadow of a doubt this guy wants me. The problem is when you meet a man that is giving you these mixed signals. Amen. <laughs> answer is the mixed signals. The problem women have is they try to rationalize and make sense out of the mixed signals. The mixed signals are the answer. You think if he met Beyonce or Scarlett Johansson that he would give her mixed signals? Hell no. He he doesn't want anybody to think that he's playing around. When I met my wife, did I give her mixed signals? Hell no. I want her to know I want you. So if a guy is giving you mixed signals, that is the answer. It's so simple.
0: It's a no. It's a no. Take mixed signals as a no. We uh, yes. we have talked about that a million times. Thank you, thank you very much for that. You know, uh, you know. One last thing I want to make sure we hit. We've got about ten more minutes. I think. I think it's really important, especially for women, because you know we've got platforms now. We've got some of you have dating sites and pictures on those, uh, uh-huh. and descriptions you've written, and then everybody's got social media sites as well. How you're presenting yourself, ladies, Uh is going to be super important in who you attract. And I, I understand that you want a man to think you're beautiful and sexy and all those things, but a man also wants, number one, to find those things out himself. Beautiful and sexy isn't about how many body parts you can show or how many bathing suit pictures you can post. God stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> summertime always kills me with the ladies. It's like sh- don't you know, l- let some things be a mystery to a man. Men love, a mystery men love things. They get to unwrap themselves that aren't on display for the world a man that respects himself wants a woman who respects herself and her body so I, I want to encourage you ladies to really look at your sites and look at your pictures and the things that you're posting and the things that you're saying and the language that you're using and and ask yourself if that's put if that is a match for the guy that you want to attract because you're going to attract the same thing back that you're putting out there. Yeah.
1: And and I guess the thing is, like you say, you just have to look at what you've been getting. If you keep doing the same thing, you want to keep getting the same results. That's insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. And so if you have these somewhat cladly or racy pictures, then that's something going on with you. You're looking to get that type of attention physically because of issues that, you know, precede uh 2021 stuff that happened decades ago probably with you and another thing if you have things on your page where you have all these parameters if you're a man that's this if you're a man that's this if you're this that 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 don't contact me i'm telling you right now i know plenty of guys that look at that as a challenge and they will give you the opposite what's on that page just to get you and then get out of there so you just like i said i think the thing to do is to be extremely vulnerable about where you are And what you need to work on. Again, like if it's trying to find a job, be vulnerable. Show your resume. What do I need to work on? Ask your friends. Ask your family. And and here's the thing. God sends us teachers. And there's no doubt, everyone listening here, God has sent teachers to you, whether it's through the men you dated, whether it's through me, whether it's through Jennifer, whether it's through your friends, about what you need to do. The problem is you don't want to hear that. And I get it. It's scary uh, when you have to go down that dark corner and address some of those internal issues but it it will pay off. And because I had to do the same thing. Why was I still single? Why was I not meeting my wife? I had to do the internal issues because as my mom used to always say, the good news is, it's you. The bad news is, it's you. You are (laughs) fixing what the problem is.
0: Yeah, no, you are so right. And I love that. And uh, you know, we, we, we drive so many of these points home to you all weekly. And I love you ladies that have joined us. I know so many of you personally, and you're lovely women. And, uh, and, and most of the people I'm watching aren't doing these things that we're talking about, but we all know that it's happening. Uh, and there are places um, that we can all brush up. And as Charles said, sorry, I just keep wanting to call you Colin, don't know why, but as Charles uh, has said, you know, ask yourself the tough questions and you can't fix yourself. I mean, as much as we'd all love to, I mean, I do this for a living. I can't be third, like third person outside of myself to look at my own stuff. I will ask, I will ask trusted people in my life about these things. Ask them if there's something I'm not seeing, uh, you know, because that's, that's how we evolve. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. There's always things we're not seeing, but right. it, it, that those are the hard questions, but you need to stop at some point and ask them or get coaching. I mean, coaching's a great thing. I do it. I mean, I do it every day. I know you do it too. It's just, it's yeah. It's, it's important that you find somebody that you resonate with and you trust and get get solid advice that you're willing to take, right? Mm-hmm. Don't just yeah. pay somebody to give you advice that you're not willing to take. You've got to be willing to, to step outside of your own box and your own comfort zone and look at your own stuff because you're the one, as he said, that's always showing up to the table. Common denominator in all of it is you.
1: Yeah, yeah and I mean, you're the prize. Why do you think men go get their haircuts every weekend? Why do you think we try to get the best-looking car with the nice wheels and the nice house? It's not for our our friends. It's for you. We're trying to impress you. And once you do this internal work that Jennifer's speaking on, uh, and Jennifer's a great coach, and uh, I implore you guys to, to, to pursue some of her services, is once you do the work, you will start realizing you have the pick of the litter. It will no longer be this needle in the haystack. You will be able to pick and choose which great man you want in your life. Not one great man out of 10 crappy ones, but no, like five, six different great men that offer different things. You'll say, which one is best for me? It's a great its a great problem to have. Yes. There's somebody listening to you right now that can't even imagine it, but I see it all the time once women do the work. It's like the blinders are off and it's, it's a whole new world for you
0: so it, I, I want to again I want to just right. I want to go on what you said great men are looking for great women and so hear that great men are looking for great women how are you showing yourself to be great what about right. you your persona your personality your you know if, if somebody's going on your social sites what about th- that shows your greatness and if you're not showing your greatness, how can you, right? Mm-hmm. And your vulnerability and all of that. But but this is this is important: is that you want people to see who you really are, and great men are also looking for great women. I don't know if any of you guys are on there, I guarantee they're all like, yes, that's exactly what we're looking like, Because I have the same question from guys that I do from the ladies. The ladies say, we're all the great men. The men say, we're all the great women. Yeah. And um, and ladies, I'm, I'm going to say one thing because I did get some feedback from men before this. Men have said, please respond. Please pick up your phone. Please have the conversations. Please put effort in also. Uh, there are plenty of men out there that are that are putting in the effort, and pay attention to those guys, and and give it back, give them the time and the energy that they deserve back. You might just you might just run into your soulmate that way.
1: Yeah, just be open. I mean, like I said before, I met my wife. I was just I I, I stopped having this uh, walk down the aisle mentality and just started to be open. And just went places, met people, did different things because I wasn't doing that at first because I felt I needed my wife to be there for me to do these things, which means my future wife already had a job. Hey, haven't even met her yet. And she had a job. <laughs> so the, the point is, if you already know that there are things you're holding off doing until you meet your spouse, yeah, the poor guy has a job to do. Mind you, I would, I implore you, do all those things now. You remember, your life. you have to have a whole complete life. It is not a man's job to create your happiness. It is his job to add to the happiness that already exists. So if you're looking for him to create your happiness, you'll be single for a long time. Start picking out your cats at the Humane Society, and it's a wrap. But you <laughs> do the work yourself, then the man he will be there. And you won't feel so desperate that I need a man to complete me. You'll already be complete.
0: He's just the icing. Absolutely. I love that. You know, I'm going to wrap this up. We, uh, we are out of time. I love your energy. I love your advice that you give. I love Thank you being you. here. You have to come back soon. Uh, and I, I know everybody's, the ladies have been commenting and agreeing the whole time. Uh, more amens than questions. Uh, <laughs> but, but confirming that this is uh, definitely the right advice for the, for the time. And ladies, I want to wrap it up with something that Charles said today leave with this and and own this and do whatever you need to wrap your life around this statement you are the prize yes i love that if if women could understand this feel Mm -hmm. this own this it changes everything so, uh, Charles, thank you again for being here and joining us today. We will have you thank back. You. Thank you, everyone watching uh, and joining us every week, your comments. I've, I've been watching and seeing and, uh, and responding appropriately. So, uh, love you all. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next week.